0: Yo, what is going on, people, and welcome to Project k <laughs> <laughs> right, Enough of that. Yo, we're talking about the Batman, obviously, and that's a piece from uh, something in the way from Nirvana. If You're watching the video fucking version of this shit. Look at this thing I got. It's a fucking mm. popcorn. Look, look at that gimp mash. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he, that dude was all leathered out in that movie. God, uh, of course, got my boy Finn here when we're talking about movies and such. How are you doing, Finn?
1: Uh, I'm doing great. I, I honestly, there's nothing more I want to talk about than the, this movie because I've just been thinking about this movie nonstop for the past. What is it? I saw it Saturday, so four days yeah. now. It's, dude. Uh, I it's, I can't, I so can't get over again. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: i'm i'm already on so i watched it thursday Mm -hmm. with our boy shane love and fuck you shane Mm -hmm. um you watched it on saturday with your your brother billy i was about to call him uh i don't know it would be interesting because billy would have been on this pod Mm -hmm. and i hope he would have known i call you finn so i won't i don't know how that would trigger him or not no shout out to billy couldn't be here get him next time Mm -hmm. um but I also saw it again on Sunday, and I think I need to see it a third fucking time, maybe a fourth. I know when it comes on HBO Max on April nineteenth, I'm probably gonna watch it again. That movie was one of the best Batman movies. Well, it's the only well, besides The Dark Knight Rises, it's the only solo movie we've had of Batman since then, and we've you know had obviously the Ben Affleck Batman, we've had Lego Batman and stuff like that. <laughs> But this is the first time in a while that we've had something that you could basically say is the biggest contender to The Dark Knight. One of the best comic book movies, one of the best movies ever. And this movie really rivals it, in my opinion. I'm going to say that out already. I'm going to put it put it out there. Put it out in the world. A lot of people are already talking about it. I mean... From start to finish, there's you know, it's really hard for me to find something that I want to be like that. Fucking that was stupid, or that sucked, or that was a waste of time. I fucking love that movie.
1: (laughs) No, no, it's it's difficult because like it's it's just gonna genuinely happen, especially when it's the same property in Batman, where the Dark Knight's considered by many. I think it's still it's still probably my favorite movie of all time. That it's the quintessential comic movie. And it's just like the pinnacle of that. And this movie is like it rivals just how good it is start to finish. And it's tough to also kind of in my eyes compare these two because they're just they're two completely different movies. Even though like this is really dark and really gritty, everything. And so is like the Dark Knight compared to like now what we think of superhero movies as MCU and everything, where it's more lighthearted. There's definitely some drama aspects, but it's more laughs and everything. But honestly, when I watched, I watched all the Nolan trilogy the week before the watching the Batman and there is a good amount of humor in it, honestly, like especially Alfred, Alfred, 50 percent of his dialogue is just quips and shit. And that's why I love yeah. Michael Kane as Alfred. But it's it's just and it's no like it's tough. I definitely have to watch it again. I might join you in your third view and see it the second time. Cause Dude, it, is, down. Down. it is like, I just keep thinking like I need to see this movie again. Cause it is especially the way it like starts technically how we start back, how we start with like the Riddler is very interesting. Like him, like POV of him just breathing heavily, st- like watching the mayor and everything really sinister. And like, then when he just fucking kills the guy really like, you know, some shit's going to go down even though you kind of saw a little bit in the trailer like it really brings out like the darkness and then when we just go right into Pattinson narrating that got me so fucking hyped up because it just it really reminded me of the Arkham games which are just my favorite video games of all time how he was narrating and like just all the things he was saying the fucking the light the bat signal it's a fucking warning or they think I'm in the shadows. I am the shadows. Such a great fucking line. It was, yeah. uh, I, I, it just got you so fucking hyped. And again, biggest thing, Robert Panson killed it, which everyone, I feel like when it first announced, it was like, Oh, this is interesting. Like Robert Panson, Cause everyone, of course he's done many, they only know him now. for twilight, it's twilight especially like mainstream audiences. He's twilight, but yeah. I want to watch more stuff in him, but the main thing that I recently saw with him with tenant, he fucking killed it, so I knew he, and like you can just tell he looks like he looks the part he could be Bruce Wayne, but he's pretty much all Batman in this movie, and he just knocks it out of the fucking park. It was great his performance, yeah,
0: dude, like anyone like that you know was hesitant about Robert Patterson being Batman just because their only frame of reference mm-hmm. is Twilight. Like it's not fucking 2010 anymore. You can yeah. watch another fucking movie with the dude mm-hmm. in it. He's done um, good times. I think that's the mm-hmm. name of the movie again. That's a 24 yeah. movie. I really like that one. He did that other one with William Dafoe. Uh, the green, the the, the, the light, black and white. The Lighthouse. There you go. Mm-hmm. I never watched that, but I do want to at some point. I haven't seen Tenant yet, and I heard good things. Obviously, you just said something about it right now. Mm-hmm. So clearly, this man has you know di- diversified what he's done in terms mm-hmm. of movies. So he can't be the Twilight guy forever.
1: Well, and now, this
0: was a great opportunity for him.
1: That's what now he's back. Like, there's still, of course, so many great Batman. Like, pretty much any Batman we've seen, I feel like, is good to great in their own way. At like, yeah, George Clooney, George Clooney, and, Clooney George has Clooney his and thing. Val Kilmer, they bring a certain thing of like. It's just like I, you have a special place in your heart for those movies. Yeah, just, yeah it's, 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 exactly. especially when you're a ki- like you're a kid when you see it. It's like this is fucking awesome dude Not i love batman that and sucked. robin
0: as a kid <laughs> arnold but, schwarzenegger with all his cold puns and his exactly oh, nice to meet you and all that nice to meet mm-hmm. you whatever he said
1: that and i always say i think ben affleck was a good batman he was you know it, it just unfortunately he never got his like just he never got his own movie that's the whole thing
0: this like, was like, gonna be his movie this, which yeah is the fucked up part <laughs> originally really? it was his movie <clears throat>
1: That it sucks for him because i have a feeling he was gonna kill it and make because he wanted to make also his own movie i thought he'd do a really good job but just stuff didn't go right and if this was the replacement i'm glad we got something and this is so yeah. good and I I, I I just it lost for words of how it just lived up to the hype because we were saying this since actually our first episode was after DC fandom 2020 and that was oh, the first yeah, right. trailer yeah. we got of, and like how awesome that trailer was and it's like don't want to get yourself too hyped up because I always think in the back of my hat the first Suicide Squad had an amazing first trailer that with uh Bohemian Rhapsody and it looked sick and it turned out the movie was ass <laughs> so you always gotta temper expectations with even how good a trailer was but man did it live up to everything everyone i don't think there's a bad performance out of anyone of like main characters in this movie it was top to bottom just great
0: the cast was really good from falcone to Mm -hmm. selena you know even though i'm just naming their characters in the movies not their actual names but you know they all did a fucking great job in this movie and there was like that's why it's like hard to really pinpoint shit that was bad about it Mm-hmm. You know, and thank God there. It's hard to do that because that's why it's like you know, what, you already have a disclaimer going into a DC fucking movie over the last what five six se- how many years it's been since they've tried to do a DC EU and it's been pretty piss fucking poor. You mm. know, now it's this is another movie just like the Joker where it's set in its own universe. It doesn't. It's not in the Joker universe. It's its own separate thing and. It works this way too. I like mm. it too because, you know, also basically a good way to compare. it. If you like The Joker, you'll probably like this movie. I will say like, you know, it's interesting that um AMC labels this as uh, I think I think the way to pronounce is Artisan film. Um mm. they did the same thing for Joker, you know, and for me when I read that, I'm like, oh, this is like an artsy movie or one of those, you know, those uh, the cinema, you know. Yeah. But um this one compared to Joker, if I would say there's any difference, I feel like Joker was definitely more of a cinema movie because it had all of these different things behind mm-hmm. it. While Batman there... was still, it was more of a detective mm-hmm. movie in that nature. While Joker was also just like a look at mental health in a way, mm-hmm. but with more arts artsy stuff in it. I don't know.
1: I'd say like it's more probably Joker's more cinema because there wasn't like as much at like this movie yeah. definitely has like cinematic qualities. I feel like, and like someone like, I-, I love him as director, but as a person, fuck you, Martin Scorsese, this was cinema. <laughs> like this yeah. wasn't, that's why this is also, it's Jeffrey Wright like, said
0: it in an interview too. cinema. <laughs> this is
1: like, technically, technically this is a comic book movie. And that like, a lot of this is based off of comics, but this isn't MCU or DCU comic book movie. This is could be, kind of like the dark Knight, live in its own world appeal to uh just casual moviegoers like you don't need to read watch consume anything comic book movies just you more than likely know the batman you can go into this movie and find things that you enjoy i feel
0: Exactly, yeah. I told, like, for example, Lauren, she doesn't really like action movies per se. She doesn't really like anything comic book related stuff like that. She doesn't really find it interesting, but I told her because we might go watch it together at some point. And I was like, you know, just go into this not even caring that it's a superhero movie or a comic book movie technically because this is the type of movie that that doesn't really matter. Sure, it's definitely a part of it. You know, clearly when watching it, you do know it's a part of it, but it's not like... The focus in a way that a Marvel one is or like the DCEU Mm -hmm. or kind of like, all right, this is very, very, very much what a typical comic book movie would be. This isn't a typical comic book movie. This is a typical movie. Mm -hmm. And that was like what really kept keeps it going. You know, like the plot makes a lot of sense. There's like, you know, a lot of things going on. The characters are strong the score was fucking great. I mm. mean, the music behind the movie, we already sampled a little Nirvana fuse in the beginning, but like... Yeah. No. But that, that Batman fucking score, the main score for the Batman himself, just any scene where he's like coming out of the darkness and mm. they have the visuals done so well or just, just the music behind this movie feels like you're in a dark world. It feels like it's also taking like... You know, adapta- it's like an adaptation from like the Batman animated show with some of the way that the music plays. It's like it does respect to the source material, but then it also mm-hmm. just does really well to put you in there. And when you're watching it in a theater or watching it at home, whenever it comes out, it's going to be like, all right, I'm into this because the music works so well. No, the music,
1: it's especially the score. I I love scores in general and. Like, one of my favorites is The Dark Knight, and like, The Dark Knight score always gets me pumped up, but it was, it would be tough to think, oh, there's a gonna be another Batman score that's like as good as The Dark Knight, and this is it. It gets you just, it's like, you feel like you're one of the thugs getting like worried about, oh, is that the Batman? Like, it senses kind of fear, but it's also really fucking cool at the same time how just the dun dun, and then. The Nirvana uh, song, when it was placed, was perfect. How they did it, and it turns out, I think the reason that it was like that is because Matt Reeves, when he f- was writing like the first act, all he was listening to was Nirvana. So I think that played into a part. So it is. Uh, I I can't stop can't stop smiling thinking about this
0: movie. Yeah. Yeah, that song, it goes really well with this mm-hmm. movie. And they played it twice, too, I remember. Yeah. And I really just enjoyed it. I, I remember getting out of theater, and that was the first thing I listened to. Yeah, I no, was like, I, this song I've slaps. listened to it
1: on repeat since it's, uh... <laughs> and like you um, mentioned a little bit, like, just certain characters. Like, I thought you mentioned before, Falcone, John Totoro, who, like, he's been in serious stuff. He's been in funny stuff, like Adam Sandler movies. He... He killed it as a mob boss. I feel like as Carmine Falcone,
0: he really he, did. He really
1: did. He was just such like a typical like. I just all think these are like it's Gotham, but these are just like he's just a typical New York like Italian. Also, tech really kind of the Penguin as well, and
0: no, it, very <laughs> uber Italian <was> uber. <laughs> Take it
1: easy, <laughs> like that, that. I know we'll talk about Penguin for a while, but I, I do have to give props to. Totoro uh in uh carmen falcon i i thought he did a really good job that like i said was, with um, everyone pretty much but he he very surprising like when you first hear oh this guy's gonna be carmen falcon interesting and it-, it was it was definitely a good casting
0: yeah i mean i didn't even know he was um playing falcon because mm-hmm. i know who Falcone is from before, from other like Batman mm. stuff, but when I see him in the trailer, I just thought he was walking with Batman, and I like mm. he looked like he was playing like a detective or some Cause shit. That, he, he could was have, like, have you think you scare also, me or something. He could have. <laughs> yeah.
1: that's the funny part.
0: Like, but um, I think it was for like he was unintentionally funny just because of who he is and him playing this role. I think one of the things that got me laughing, even though it wasn't a moment you're supposed to laugh, is when he starts trying to choke the life out of Selena. It's like, you, you think this, hurt, this hurts me too or something. <laughs> the way he said it just made me fucking want to... I was dying just watching that scene. Um, on top of that, just like, you know, he he's not supposed to be the guy that should be playing Falcone. I think Falcone should be more, you know rug not rugged or more more like you know an older type that's like a little bigger clearly you know intimidating but he's intimidating in his own way you know he does the job pretty well that's uh
1: one of my brother's points that he would probably bring up he mentioned it to me was that he doesn't look menacing but he was very menacing in this movie just by the way he was talking especially in that whole scene with him and him talking to bruce wayne and like how he's kind of like trying to comfort bruce and like talk but he's also like giving him a warning at the same time like he's just he was very menacing even though when you look at him he's not very menacing he could still play it that way which was really good
0: yeah he he really did a good job if anyone you know who obviously isn't batman or selena kyle or even technically um gordon if anyone really stole the show out of any of those characters that weren't technically a main character, probably for me, I'd give it to Penguin, though. Cause mm, yeah. Let's get into that, because he was... He, Penguin was, you know, not... So in this movie, pretense, I mean, if you're watching, listening to this shit, you know, you've already seen the movie. Obviously, this takes two years in down the line that Batman's already been Batman, but that also means that all these villains and characters that are in this universe, they're all kind of coming it's like a coming of age story for them in a way, or like mm-hmm. they're finding out who they are. Cause the penguin isn't truly the penguin yet. He doesn't have fucking penguins a penguin army. <laughs> he doesn't have an umbrella, you know, that's a gun or anything. Any of that wacky shit. He's just like a mobster that owns a fucking club and he works for the big guy, which is Falcone, and when Falcone gets taken down at the end of the movie, he will then, you know, start going up the ranks in the crime scene of Gotham. But he was he was so fucking good in this. You know, he looked like a shitty old penguin character. He didn't look like Danny DeVito, how disgusting Danny yeah. DeVito was. But, um, you know, the makeup they did on, put on was it, Colin Farrell, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. They, yeah. uh, he, they, you couldn't recognize it as Colin Farrell. It's only in certain points where you could really hear the voice. that it was like, all right, that is Colin Farrell. But like, he did have that like New York fucking gangster vibe to him and stuff like that. One of my favorite scenes is after, you know, Batman goes to interrogate him for the first time to be like, all right, who's this lady with the mayor? He You know, he doesn't give him any information really at all. But then when Batman's about to walk out because he realizes that Selina seems to be involved with this in some way, he's like, yo, by the way, like, this isn't the exact line, but he was like, yo, that, that broad is hot, you know? <laughs> Penguin's just basically horny as shit. Mm. And then even that scene, that was really funny. And then the other start where he's, still, you know, telling them off. Oh, the Riddler, man, this guy is the worst Spanish I ever seen. El Rata Lata. <laughs> <laughs> Bad cop, bat shit cop. I mean, all that stuff yeah. that he's saying. Most of his lines were pretty fucking hilarious, and which also gets me to be like, one, he did great in this fucking movie, and two, people who say there's no fucking comedy in this movie, you're fucking... You just don't know comedy. You're not funny, yeah. then, if you can't get the humor in this.
1: no, uh, If you if if you don't think any of the scenes that he is in, that the Penguin's in, aren't funny, if Oz... Uh, as he he said, call me Oz. It, it, <laughs> it was, you don't think he's fun? Like I don't. I'm sorry. Like you, you're you, you're right. I think you're just not funny because, especially that whole, uh, Gordon and Batman interrogating him. Even the little thing of him waddling off like a penguin. Like it's it's just fun. Like it's funny because it's just stupid, but it's funny. And the whole just back and forth. How he was he kind of stole every scene that he was in and yep. it just gets me more and more excited that there's going to be this penguin series on HBO Max that I feel like is going to be really good mainly just cuz of Con Farrell and he was also a part of the possibly the best scene maybe in my eyes with that whole batmobile chase thing which was just like the fact that when the batmobile first started up i I felt like I got goosebumps how insane it was and how cool and then the whole just chase him going back and forth. And then also at the same time, this is what made me think like, oh, that even though yes, he's completely un- unrecognizable, I can see Con Farrell in it when he was in the car driving, cause he's just doing making like little lines and everything. Like you can yeah. kind of see his personality come out a little bit. Cause he, he can play a little crazy and a little funny at times. Especially uh and man, that whole that whole scene was incredibly just well shot, just everything looked amazing especially the Batmobile. and uh, Yeah.
0: I really liked how it basically, like in that scene where we get introduced to the Batmobile, it kind of fucking gives it a fucking life. It brings life Mm. to it because all you hear is you see the lights kind of go on. You hear the engine roaring and it's like a fucking animal. It's like a fucking monster about to fucking go off at you. And that felt so fucking cool. And then, yeah, the fucking chase scene. That was done really fucking well, and sure, we saw, obviously, the part where the fucking Batmobile comes out in the fucking fire and all that shit, but it didn't matter to me. That entire scene, I was, like, fucking, like, jumping in my seat, because I'm like, this, this is fucking good. This feels like fucking Batman, but not only is it Batman, it just feels like a good fucking movie scene for what this movie is trying to do. It was perfect, so I'm like, I I can't tell if that was my favorite scene in the movie, or probably... Um, The fucking scene where Batman's in the you know, dark, it's no lights are on there. All you get the lights is from the gunshots. That, uh, the scene when he comes out from the elevator. That one that, was fucking that great. Was,
1: that was, yes, that was also really cool. Which also was apparently done
0: just, using, the same practical, guy that did...
1: just using practical effects. Like there was just oh. no, that the only lighting apparently, I, or no, I think that was the flare scene, but like they were just, like just those lights. Was all that was being used and everything. There was no like CGI or anything. That's what also, like, I don't think there was a lot of CGI at all in this movie. It Was mainly no cracking no effects, which was pretty cool. Especially the one thing that I saw was the, the flare scene at the end of the movie where Batman lights the flare. It was a, I think it was a legit flare because it was Matt Reeves said it was like the only lighting they used. They used very minimal lighting besides that in the shot. It was really just the flare that lit up the entire uh that was a scene, very cool is, scene which is see. pretty cool to think especially nowadays when like especially like marvel like every, mostly everything's CGI but dude
0: they're all wearing fucking little suits and all that mm-hmm. shit yeah everything's just put on afterwards what i thought you were going to mention was that um i don't know if you found if you heard so the, that exact scene of that i was just talking about the uh the batman in the hallway that was done because I think the I don't know if he did the entire movie or at least I definitely know he did that shot in Rogue One, the Darth Vader scene. Mm. That's the same guy who shot that scene who did that, this one, that which is why it looks so fucking good. <laughs> yep, that, <laughs> like, that's probably that's probably like the coolest
1: hallway scene ever. And
0: he he, he, he did another great another one, cool too.
1: one, Like, oh, wow.
0: Three Hall of Fame, that. three Hall of Fame hallway scenes. The Darth Vader one, this new Batman one. And now that you've seen it, the Daredevil one in the fucking da- them fighting in the hallway. Dar-
1: I, honestly, Daredevil has like two. He has another one like that one in the I think they were like Russians that he was dealing with in season one. Uh, yeah. But there was one, I think, was it season two or three when he's in like a prison? Uh, I think it's two. He does another great. Oh, I think hallway, I know what you're talking about. hallway yeah. scene where he's like trapped in a little prison and just. Go, but yeah that's why like it hit so many like marks of such great like action films of a great hallway scene a great chase scene uh just so many things like and like you mentioned before this is more just a detective movie when you just think about it just peel back all the things and that just also makes me think like i mentioned before the arkham games which is pretty much just te- a lot of its detective work and just really cool stuff of course yeah. mainly action like this movie there's a lot of action and uh, that's what it just made me think back to those games and i was just so happy uh yeah in the theater experiencing it
0: the first moment that made me feel like this is definitely like arkham s mm-hmm. was uh when he goes to club uh, the, uh, the iceberg lounge, and when he's fucking up the dudes in the stairs and stuff like that, and when he takes away the person's bat and fucking mm-hmm. throws it at something, like this just feels like Arkham grabs a mm-hmm. fucking lead pipe away from the villain, yep. knocks the shit out of them with it. Mm-hmm. You know, are they dead? No, but they're definitely fucking not going to be walking right for a long time. You know, so that was really cool. And yeah, the detective stuff about it is what really like is what sets it apart from like your regular batman type stuff mm-hmm. we get in the movies because in the last couple of years we've gotten ben affleck's batman which is a really cool batman a lot of cool action stuff like that but you don't get any of this of uh, what you're getting from robin uh patterson's robert patterson there you go i'm forgetting his name now uh you Bat- don't get Bat- any of that pattinson. stuff pattinson yeah Bat- just robert call him pattinson. Bat- pattinson. <laughs> pattinson. you don't get any of the stuff that he's doing in. That Batman, and then you kind of get it with the Dark Knight, but it's a different mm-hmm. approach still. And this is very more like detective stuff. And there's obviously a difference between all the fucking Batmans. And I saw that one critique that people are giving it. And these are just people that really don't understand the movie, I feel. I feel like it went over a lot of people's fucking heads. They're like, uh oh, Batman, he's so emo. Why is he, uh, why he no happy? Why he don't smile? I don't know why I'm putting a <laughs> <accents. laughs> why, why are you talking <laughs> like-, like Tom? <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> but um like this dude like for example like when uh, the bruce wayne we get in the nolan trilogy he's been around for a long time he, he's been a part of this life for a long time but he's already understood that you know if i'm gonna be this batman dude i need to make sure my real life doesn't seem that connected to it so what in the in the bruce wayne that he is in the you know trilogy he's more likable he got girls on his arms he fucking falls into like a little pool or some shit you know he's goofy he's having fun but in this one you know he's more just dead inside it feels like and doesn't really know how to interact with people but that's because what you'll realize and which is kind of what he ends up partially realizing at the end of this movie it's like i need to be something different so partially Mm -hmm. for the batman he can't just be uh, the guy that's here for vengeance, he needs to be like a beacon of hope for this city. And then this will probably awaken and make him realize, oh yeah, I got to fucking also in my real life be a fucking person. Cause obviously, you know, things don't make sense if I'm this disconnected from real life and then I'm always Batman. Eventually it's not going to work out.
1: Yeah, no, uh, this is a good point that you brought with watching the Nolan trilogy and everything. It's really Alfred who pushes him to be like, you need to have, two lives you need to separate your lives that's why he becomes the playboy bruce wayne christian bales and this one i i didn't like at first like coming out of thinking i'm like wow he wasn't really like I, he wasn't really bruce wayne I, I, I don't know how i feel about that but the more i think about it is that he he isn't bruce wayne he's literally just batman at this point he's Literally, batman, but like yeah. he, he like you said he's just dead inside where he's not technically he's not even batman yet he's just like I'm this vigilante. I'm, I am vengeance. That's all I am in both my lives. I, technically, he just really has that one life of being a vigilante and doesn't even have to deal with Bruce Wayne. The only time he is Bruce Wayne, I saw. This, I think Straw Hat Goofy mentioned it. The only time he becomes Bruce Wayne is like at that uh, memorial because he thinks the Riddler is going to be there. That's the only reason he yeah, goes there as Bruce Wayne.
0: He only littered. He did it for his Batman persona. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> that's and he. I think towards the end of the movie, like you said, I think he realizes that he needs to be Batman because especially the Riddler goon at the end said he was vengeance and he's realizing, oh shit, I'm trying to inspire people to to put fear in these people's eyes, but I might be inspiring them to be literal like pieces of shit. <laughs> Piece or, of shit, to, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, ah, fuck, I guess I gotta be, that's what he'll probably end up becoming the symbol of hope that like Christian Bales became at the end. Like, you need that's what he needs yeah. to do. And, you know, I appreciate now this this version of Bruce Wayne of like this is early on in his Batman career. He can't balance those two lives yet, especially because he's not even really a part of Bruce Wayne's life. Alfred keeps walking. Yeah. That's what I just like. I, I want a little bit more of the Alfred dynamic, mainly because I just really like Andy Serkis. But the parts that we did get is just pretty much them just going back and forth at each other. Like, you need to do this, and he's like, "Fuck you, Alfred! I'm Batman. I don't need to do this yeah. shit." He's like, no, you got fucking like, we need this. I think he's like, "We got some money people from Wayne Enterprises." Like, I don't need to do any of that shit. He's like, "No, you do. You right.
0: <laughs> no, you dumbass. <laughs> dumbass is, that's, got... your re- that's your real legacy, right yeah. there. You still want to have the money to be Batman? Yeah. You got to do this shit." You know, yeah. I do like um, the little subtle things, like, for example, like, obviously, he's been Batman for two years, and he's just so focused on being Batman. He just only does that shit, which is why the company, like, who knows what he's in in Wayne Enterprise or what his role is, because at this point, it's going to shit since he doesn't do it. And I even like the fact that when he uh, kind of gets into, you know, in Wayne Tower, where he's like with. Uh, alfred and they're trying to decipher what the fuck the Briddler gave him. the man has to put literal glasses on literally sunglasses because <laughs> his eyes are not used to sunlight that well because he's always just being he literally said in the beginning like one of the first couple lines he became like a nocturnal animal because mm. all this all, he's just being batman so i really yeah. like that subtle thing that they use to like really show this too and then like Alfred, yeah. You like you mentioned in the Nolan universe and kind of here too. Alfred's trying to keep him grounded to reality. Be like, you know, you got you could be Batman and I'll support you all that, even though he definitely thinks it's that shit crazy, <laughs> but like yeah he'll support him with it. But he's like, dude, you gotta go be Bruce Wayne, you gotta help this company, you gotta you know, he sees the fucking footage of Selena Kyle. he's like, dude, you gotta get pussy, man. Yeah. Like, go do <laughs> hey, hey. Go get some girls, <laughs> my guy. You know, have national inter national women's month. Uh, it's mm-hmm. also international women's day as we record. So mm. go get some girls, Bruce yeah. Wayne, is what he's telling <laughs> that,
1: me. That is always a common theme. I'm, I'm just always th- actually now I think about like the past three Alfreds now of Michael Keaton, Jeremy Irons, and Andy Serkis. Always look at like girls and be like, oh, Bruce, you should settle down. Michael, that's all Michael Kane ever does. Like, <laughs> she looks lovely. Like, not now, Alfred. <laughs> I'm vengeance. He's like, no, maybe you should, maybe you should tap that or something like that. <laughs> but uh, uh, was I also thinking about saying? Ooh, I lost my train of thought. But uh, one, uh, one thing I definitely need to mention, and a lot of people have talked about this: Jeremy Wright, fantastic Jim Gordon, and the dynamic between uh, Batman and Gordon. In this is probably the best we've really ever done. Really good. And- I i love, uh, what's, oh, what, uh, man, I'm blanking on his name. Serious Black? Serious <laughs> Black, yes, Serious Black. And that <laughs> and, uh, Christian Vale and Dark Knight are great together. But this one, it was, cause I feel like that's what really centered around the movie was them two just figuring out the murders and everything. And the fact that, like, it's already year two and, like, Jim Gordon's just, that chill with the batman like he's bringing him onto crime scenes and everything like and everything every like type of gary batman oldman me <laughs> gary Oldman. Thank, like, i completely fucked that up but <laughs> shout out to him great guy but uh in like every batman adaptation we get especially uh like when i go back to like the arkham games arkham origins it's like very early on in batman's career there and the police hate him jim gordon even like hates the batman and this one he's just like he calls i saw like people say he's like they call him bat he he calls him like hey bat man because he always just keeps (laughs) on man come on dude like
0: (laughs) my favorite scene between them two is definitely after um, batman you know after gordon helps him escape and Batman had to beat punch Gordon in the <laughs> face. He gets upstairs like, man, you could have fucking held your punch. He's like, I did. I did. <laughs> Pussy. Because <laughs> he, he fucking knocked the Yo, shit I out ain't... of him, mean. <laughs> He fucking That's went what... in. He holding the punch back. This dude literally threw his whole body really? into that punch. <laughs> I Yeah, he does really well in any of the roles I've seen him in. My, uh, the first thing I've ever seen him in was Westworld, and he's one of the best mm. characters of that. He also just has one of the best voices right now in yeah, he hollywood is, he is such like, a
1: sick voice
0: it's so good that's why i like for the most part of the watcher in what if even though i never finished it like you know until the watcher eventually does show up in person like it's great just to hear him like talk and just narrate everything like he should narrate more fucking things he could be the next fucking morgan freeman and of narrating that's shit because his the more- voice is just Soothing, and it feels so. It's soothing, but then it could be like you know, it brings drama out and shit. It's Mm -hmm. so good.
1: That's why he's so like good at what. Like, yes, you're spot on with just a soothing voice, kind of like a Morgan Freeman. Also, shout out Dark Knight. Like that's always goes back and forth. But
0: the only two black people in these series (laughs) actually
1: Selena, technically. No, that's there's. I know that's also a controversial take for some people. A lot of people that are usually not of color that are in these movies but then again when they're great performances who cares who
0: gives a sh- i yeah, mean like- i never <laughs> y- y- all right make who if you couldn't it doesn't matter who gives a shit it, as long it as just it's me- a good fucking movie like that's and, why you know we're in 2022 and everyone mentally is still fucking 50 years in the past and she's like it's it's great <laughs> what it is
1: but besides that he he does, and you can kind of like just sense in his voice that he is soothing, but at the same time, he's pissed off because he's just the typical like Jim Gordon. Just like, he's, I'm sick of just like these corrupt bastards and everything. Everyone, I'm the like, you know, even Batman says, You're one of the good ones. Like, that's who, who Jim Gordon really is in a city of yeah, corrupt is, cops. Corrupt. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I love the line of the guy when they're that, when they're talking to each other, like, whispering that oh he's giving him a stern talking to but he's talking about like trying to escape and he's like who's the guy with the broken nose and he's like oh i ran into him on the in the iceberg lounge he's like oh is he moonlighting as a guy for penguin he's like no he's moonlighting as a cop he's like that's how that's how these guys are they don't they're just corrupt motherfuckers and batman just knows them and jim gordon's just sick of it and it's uh i just their dynamic was perfect even though it was so early on in the career it's so cool
0: Yeah, dude, I really enjoyed it. I was, it was interesting. I was, um, so Matt Reeves already basically, before the movie even came out, he made it known that there's three comics that really influenced this movie it's uh, year one, so basically Batman's first year, um, The Long Halloween, and then Batman Ego. So I started reading year one, and in the first couple of fucking pages, it's literally Gordon joining the Gotham PD and he didn't want to fucking do this, but he's doing it for his wife and all this, mm-hmm. and he's trying to, you know, make a career for himself. He kind of, he'd rather not do this anymore, and especially now in Gotham, and like by, in the first couple of pages, the cops themselves are all corrupt, because mm-hmm. they don't like that Jim is by the books, and he's gonna do his job, and he's gonna do his job well, and these guys are here fucking up like children, taking little deals on the side and shit like that, and that's basically all that happens with Gordon, and you know, kind of similar to the Gordon and like Gotham, for example, you know, he's just Mm -hmm. fucking clean as he's trying to be. And everyone else is a fucking scumbag. Yeah. That's, that's always, that's the GCPD. There's everyone
1: is corrupt or has something where they're, they're eventually like in a dark night where he two face or the Joker usually gets them to be corrupt somehow. And it's always just Jim Gordon's the one beam of light. And that's the only one, batman can trust really even though he's yeah. sometimes like he trusts them, but as much as he can because he's yeah. he always just is suspicious about everyone
0: in the way of trust you know like alfred's his guy on the inside you know who he'll trust you know from what does the roles of what he needs and knows everything and then gordon's his like alfred on the outside of you know who he can trust um what else is there to talk about i guess we haven't really talked about selena kyle enough yeah the catwoman I think Zoe Kravitz did awesome. She was dope. You know, we don't really, in terms of live action shit, the most we've gotten from Catwoman is the uh, Anne Hathaway version, which, you know, and, I, I, I don't. I, oh, and the never mind the Holly Berry one, of course, and, and
1: <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, and
0: Michelle. Fe- All right, so maybe I was wrong. We've gotten a lot of Catwoman got, in the. We've past. a
1: good like. We've gotten a good amount, but like.
0: I this don't. is the first one that that's w- maybe fully, like, maybe anti-hero in a way, because technically Anne Hathaway was giving him problems and then helped him out at the end, but mm-hmm. now this one's kind of been just, she was trying to just steal money and do her shit uh, while helping him, mm-hmm. but um, I really liked her character as Catwoman, and I would be really interested if they gave her her own spin-off show, like they're mm-hmm. doing right now with the Arkham one, which is replacing the GCPD one that they're going to do, and the Penguin one coming up. If they did one on her and just what she's doing now since she's leaving Gotham, that would be interesting because they could just do some interesting stuff with that.
1: Yeah, especially if she, like she said, if she's going to Bloodhaven and I I really only know that because of the Arkham games and that's where like Nightwing is like the Batman of like Bloodhaven. I I would like to maybe explore that, see like maybe the the criminal underworld of there of something and how that connects to Gotham. It's just, it'd be just interesting to see things that we haven't seen. Like you mentioned, I am very like, at first I was like, oh, when I heard the GCPD ones, like not going to happen, but that it's becoming more of an Arkham Asylum based show that I am so hyped for that one. Cause I just, that's something that's need to happen. Especially ever since Arkham Asylum, the game came out. It's like, this is a perfect place to what Matt Reeves is doing to start like building up these villains into something like the these are the infancy of these villains and then they're gonna become part of the Rogues Gallery and just terrorize Gotham. That's what we need to see.
0: It would be really nice if that show if there's two main characters for this show. So you got Gordon, you know, because I feel like Gordon has to go in and out Mm -hmm. a bunch. I don't think they'll really put Robert Patterson in this show if they will, maybe once in a while or maybe for a scene or something, I feel like they're going to save it mm-hmm. more for the movies, obviously. Yeah. But I think they could build out more Gordon on that show and his interactions and putting these people either in Arkham or interacting with them. But I think also maybe this is how you could introduce Harley Quinn, but as the doctor, you know, because she clearly Har- she was Har- Dr. Arkham.
1: Harleen Quinzo.
0: There you go. Mm -hmm. You know, she could be there talking to the patients and all that. And we see how she slowly fucking goes insane because Mm -hmm. I mean, spoiler, I mean, it's been entire spoilers, (laughs) but the Joker is in Arkham currently. So Matt Reeves said in interviews beforehand that he's the Batman and the Joker have already met. The Joker isn't the full fledged Joker that we all know. He's literally becoming the Joker. It's interesting too, that this Joker has a heart defect that has caused him to always be smiling, which is kind of cool. He's based off Mm. of the, he who laughs the original original inspiration for Joker. So I think that would be cool just to see who, like what happens there. Cause I don't want the Joker really thrown into the second movie. And Matt Reeves even said it like, you know, the cameo of the Joker in here is not saying Easter egg, boom, this is the second movie. (laughs) Cause he doesn't even know what the second movie is going to be, but he put it in there. Cause you know, there was other scenes that was involved with. And I think it's cool that, you know, if you're going to put the Joker, that's nice that you did it. You're maybe making it work, but maybe we don't need to rush and give us Joker right away. Mm. Maybe you build him up a little bit more and maybe this Gotham show could be the thing to do it for him too. the actor playing him. Barry, I don't even know his last name, but the guy who from Eternals um, from there. So I think it'd be interesting just to see what happens with this Gotham PD show and the Penguin show. All great stuff to fucking build this universe, and we don't have to go rush to another movie right away because I'll let Matt Reeves take as long as he needs for another Batman movie if he's producing the same quality that we just got right now. I mean, this was fucking great. So no rushing. Just let him do what he got to do. He's going to make a show on the side that helps build this universe even more, even better. I think I'm also a fan, too, that he's trying to keep this Within this universe and keep it grounded. He's not going to try and go apparently all magical and shit like that. He's not going to try and bring out all these crazy type of fucking things that you would probably see in the DCEU or maybe Marvel or stuff. So I like that he's going to keep it very much like kind of similar to the Arkham games too. They don't really go that crazy into fucking crazy ass villains that wouldn't exist really. You know, maybe you would maybe Bane or Killer Croc, but also you could make a Bane that doesn't need to be as crazy as he is in the comics. Like, look at the one we got from Tom Hardy, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, no, but you brought up good points of like people that could possibly be in this, uh, Arkham Asylum series. Like two that popped into my head. One, you can do J jo- Jonathan Crane. You can set up scarecrow possibly again. I yeah. feel like he's an obvious, like, Oh, he, maybe, maybe he it or kind of go past, like maybe a backstory, like, a origin story and just already set him in. He was a former doctor and now is just insane. He's the scarecrow or build him up to be a doctor and then becomes like the scarecrow or someone like Hugo strange, who was like the main guy in the Arkham city games. I feel like he would be a very menacing type overall guy to maybe run the asylum or something. He could definitely be a big figure of it, but, and just especially like you mentioned with the Joker, I completely agree. You do not need to throw him in, especially because we've gotten plenty of Jokers recently. I feel like it's
0: oversaturated and, and at it, this point. It is.
1: <laughs> but also at the same time, I do see the point where you really can't have, if you if this becomes like a full-on trilogy or even past that, you need to have the Joker. You can't have Batman without the Joker. It's really tough because he's, he's the best. Like, he... Batman has a m- so many great bad guys, but this the king is the clown prince of crime. Like You need him in some variety. And I think this is definitely teased, and hopefully it just builds up to we'll get him maybe in the third movie, maybe somewhere else. Then I would be very interested in that, but definitely not just throw him into the second one because there's potential to have so many other villains being yeah. the main guy in the second one.
0: You could do so much like you could, you know, they talked, they've mentioned it before. Robert Battenson has even mentioned that like court of owls is something mm-hmm. that he really likes, which is a cool comic series. And kind of similar to what they've already a little bit done of in terms of like, you know, fuckers on the outside that are really fucking within everything within the world or in their world technically got them. So, you know, they kind of already done that. So maybe they don't have to do that. I know everything's going to be fucking gone to shit so it's very interesting to see you know how far in time will this this next movie be will it be following directly after because right now the gotham city is in shambles it's a piece of shit it's underwater for half of it so maybe they continue after that but then with these two shows that they got going on we still don't know is like for example the penguin series going to be a prequel series kind of or is it i, I think be I, I heard it's more. I, I
1: swear, i heard it's more going to be prequel if I think that for the penguin and it sounds like the, what the G C P one was going to be was kind of a direct right after this movie, like the effect that it caused and everything. So maybe they're just going to do that with all the aftermath of that, what's happening in Arkham Asylum. Cause with maybe yeah. the Riddlers, all of Riddlers like Twitch followers are now in there <laughs> maybe with him. If that causes something,
0: it was funny when um when we're when we're seeing the Riddler's final video and he's like, Hey guys <laughs> like Shane Shane looked at me and he's like, Yo, yeah, well, that's you <laughs> yeah. making videos and shit. But um yeah, I would be interested to see where they go next. And now we really haven't mentioned it at all, but Paul Dano, the Riddler, yeah. we really haven't talked about him at all. And I, you know, the the biggest riddler that we've ever gotten was the boy Jim Carrey. And that was very much like straight out of a cartoon type of beat. You know? Mm-hmm. This one was literally I'm gonna beat a zodiac killer in the first five minutes of the movie. I'm gonna basically do Halloween, because that was kind of like what it looked like. It was like almost yeah. like exactly mm-hmm. how Michael Myers kills when he's a child. Um so I thought this was done really fucking well. This made me this is weird to fucking say it, but it made me wish that we had, if we're going to have people killing in the world and be disgusting human beings, it kind of made me wish it was as theatrical as this (laughs) fucking man makes it that there's clues and fucking people are losing their fucking minds trying to figure it out. And this guy's here and there and he's everywhere. One of my favorite things that is a very subtle thing and you don't want, you don't notice this, but there's a scene, I think it was right when, um, Selena's done talking to the DA and she walks out. If you look, they pan out and they have it that you could see the iceberg lounge and the building across the street that we do know, we find out that's actually where the Riddler's at. That's his place. The Riddler, you can see him at the window. Uh. You could literally see him looking at everything that's going on which cool. is so cool because i didn't notice that until i watched the video explaining and then i came back to the theaters the second time and i saw it i'm like that's fucking cool this motherfucker's here the entire time especially like in the scene where the da fucking drives his car yeah into the fucking funeral he's the only he's, guy that doesn't fucking <laughs> move and, and batman knows it <laughs> he's just looking at him and i just wish he
1: just gave him like maybe a little like wave like because (laughs) he's so obvious like oh that's him and unfortunately like he's not batman he's bruce wayne there you can just go up and like fucking get him uh but yeah i i really just i enjoyed how he was he was a genius serial killer and that i do also thought they did a great job of like explaining why he was like this why he became this i thought for a second the whole like tease of the whole movie it was like who was the rat who was the rat i thought for a second he was going to be the rat and like he was going to punish all those responsible because maybe they screwed him in some way or another but the way that he literally just figured out that this whole what was it the uh, re- whatever uh project thomas wayne was a part of that he just saw uh, those, the
0: the renewal re- renewal, the renewal project
1: that uh yep. It was just like a big fraud and he was like, I'm, you know what? I'm just taking this into my hands. And how he then came up, said to Batman that like he was like inspiring him to, I need, you know, he could use his brain and everything, but you can use a little bit of violence like you. And that too, I just enjoyed how at the end he tried to make it where like him and Batman were a team. And I thought for a second he was going to try to pin it on, like a lot of this on the Batman and then maybe that was going to like set up the next movie of like Batman is like a full blown like fugitive and everything. Cause he was like saying, Oh, we were a team, right? We almost got this done. <laughs> and then also the whole thing of like, you thought for a second he found out that Bruce Wayne was Batman, that he just kept saying Bruce. And the fact that Batman was just like, if you just saw him, he's like, oh shit, he figured it out. And then he's yeah, like, Yeah, he's literally oh. like fidgeting. He's literally he's like, oh. fidgeting
0: the entire time. He's like, Bruce? Uh, and,
1: and he's like, Oh fuck, he figured it out and then he's like, We almost got him. And he's like, Oh shit, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> But and which is thriller. surprising to me, you know,
0: <laughs> the Riddler's supposed to be the Riddler is clearly smarter than Batman in mm-hmm. this movie. In the comics, blah blah blah. In the comics, he does find out who that it's Batman. And a lot of people do eventually, especially the villains, find out, and they, they eventually don't care because they want to keep fucking around with this dude. But I, I you know, it's a, in this moment, I am like, you know, the Riddler's so fucking smart, he didn't see that Batman yeah, he, was fucking he, losing his mind right yeah, there. Yeah. Like literally, dude was about to fucking pass out because he yeah. found out. I'm surprised he was like, oh shit, it's you, you
1: motherfucker. If you just literally (laughs) just looked at him and been like, why are you acting like that? Oh shit, you're Bruce Wayne. (laughs) And then I thought for a second, possibly it was going to be, I saw a theory that this was a theory even before people saw the movie that possibly the Riddler was like a half brother to Bruce Wayne because like, it looked like there was connections with the Wayne family and that would have been pretty crazy, but I did really enjoy how this was going. And, I hope to, you know, maybe not be a main villain again, but I hope we see Paul Dano's uh, Riddler again somewhere. Probably the Arkham uh, series that you mentioned. I feel like he's there. So it makes sense that he, you know, possibly a big part of it.
0: Yeah. They literally, you know, they went with a villain. And I feel like this was maybe a ballsy approach to go for the Riddler when if you're going for a casual movie fan or maybe, I don't know, movie fans of just Batman movies, I don't know, like, obviously all you have to credit the Riddler for is Joe, is Jim Carrey and that it's hit or miss depending on who you are and then for the common, you know, big, person big watching. Big hit. <laughs> like, you don't like, you know, people who are like outside of it, if it's not the Joker or something, they don't really know if they're gonna like it or not but, you know, this was this was a good villain, you know, this was and this was a good villain for this Batman. You know, it's all about the mental game, especially mm. with this being a detective movie. It made it that this, the Batman had to fucking work. It's not everything he knew right off the bat. And it took him some time. Obviously, the biggest thing he couldn't figure out was El But like, you know, he, you know, eventually figures it out after some fucking trouble. And, you know, who would have thought? Like, I did not see it coming that little his fucking last thing was fucking blowing up the seawall. Yeah. They never even really mentioned that, you know, it was, um, weekly planet, the podcast I like to listen to. I think it, they were trying to figure out if there was one thing that like with this movie that they didn't really like, or just didn't make all two senses. It feels like maybe the studio got involved and made that happen in the last act because, it kind of, like, I, I really thought the movie was going to end with the Joker all, you know, I mean, the Joker, um, the Riddler all locked up and shit. But maybe, like, the studios were like, we need something, we need more action, or we need something to go down. Which is why, because when you look at this movie, I do feel like that final act, it's kind of just thrown into a movie that wasn't, like, it feels a little different than what the rest of the movie was the entire time. So, maybe that was a little different that they just added it to try and find a way to either... Get more, you know, fighting scenes in here. I saw in the Weekly Planet, they were like, yeah, they probably just like, you yeah, we still have 20 Joker suits here lying around, I mean, <laughs> 20 Riddler costumes yeah. just lying around. Let's do something with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, You know, that kind of makes sense. But um, maybe they also needed Batman to realize, oh, shit, I can't just be beating the crap out of people for vengeance the entire time. Yeah. Maybe I got to learn to, you know, be a good guy in terms of being a beacon of hope. It was interesting, though. I saw, and people are, I think this is what the consensus, consensus is. I might be, I'm, I'm pronouncing shit weird. Consen- but consensus. The, yeah, the guy that got beat up, and I was expecting when he took the mask off, was going to look like a bunch of sloppy Joes, that one Riddler goon. People are saying that was the guy that Bruce Wayne ended up interacting with at the funeral, who was like, yeah, all these rich people. Oh, my God, they're the fucking worst. And the guy who and, says "I'm vengeance," they're saying that's the same guy. Oh,
1: possibly. That, so. I also saw a theory that same guy because he all, he then says, "Don't I know you?" Looking at Bruce Wayne, some people think that might be Joe Chill, who notoriously is the one that kills yeah. Bruce Wayne's parents. Because they'd be like, "Oh, didn't I murder? Your... Fine, didn't I murder your parents?" <laughs> I mean, no, no, I didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what gun? Uh, what it's gun? still interesting. I don't know if it's confirmed or not if that emblem the bat signal is the gun that killed his parents. I, I don't know if that was ever confirmed or not. But,
1: mm. but, would be but cool uh, speaking of that one thing really cool that he can take that off and it's like his own kind <laughs> of knife. I, yeah knives <laughs> or whatever. That like just thinking bat tech wise, that was really cool. And especially the contacts the yeah. video camera contacts so fucking cool. Like those, I, think those I, were badass. I think I mentioned I think I mentioned you at first I thought they were just like kind of uh changes like eye color so people think oh that's definitely not bruce wayne because he has this color <laughs> eyes but no even sicker is just oh these are just video cameras that you i can watch me beat the shit out of a bunch of thugs and also uh you know get to see catwoman uh, you know, <laughs> for later maybe
0: i really that was cool I, I was thinking you know like i i never understand how this fucking works but like you know the bat the bat grappler or whatever you want to call it how the fuck is that able to not only shoot that fucking far, but just support that much weight? You know, I, something I just don't understand. <laughs> listen, I don't know. He's, he's,
1: a, he, he's smart. He knows, he knows the physics somehow, but I, I ain't going to question it. Uh, <laughs> but I do agree with you. That little ending of the, especially like the whole part inside. uh Gotham square garden. Oh, fake <laughs> MSG pretty much. It, really it did much. seem it did seem a little like just added on at the end. Like that's when one of the biggest things that you just hear about this movie is like, oh, it's almost three hours, and honestly, it was zooming by. I didn't even feel how long it was going. I don't
0: say the same thing until yeah. really
1: that part where I was just like, I still think it was still there were still some cool aspects of that whole thing, especially him beating the shit out of the Riddler goons and everything, just. Fucking the up there in Titan and playing. Stuff. yeah. The the Bane Venom, which I'm—it's green. <laughs> you can't tell me that's not Venom if it's green. It's got to be somehow related to Bane.
0: Uh, but, but Venom from you know, the yes, season. no, it's it's
1: also M. He if he just <laughs> took it and just venom. heard just heard Eminem in the background, Venom that would have been ten out of ten movie easily. Uh, but yeah, that's when I felt like this is dragging maybe a little bit, but. I do see that's what it
0: finally dragged for me too. I agree. I think
1: one thing that you did mention, I think that's the, the big thing was he didn't get the, to the point where it's like, I can't be Batman. I, I need, I, I can't just be vengeance. I need to be something else. They, ha- they didn't have that yeah. part yet. So I guess that's why they really had to throw that in. Cause that's what really yeah. changed him to be like, I need to be a symbol of hope for these people, not vengeance. And also I thought for a second, we were just after the Riddler, explode everything i thought that's when the movie was going to end like leave on a cliffhanger for the next movie because that would have been, been a good pretty, way to end it yeah too. that would have been, been like, like, like shit
0: that would have been like end game infinity mm-hmm. war type shit you know like, where they oh, just what like, the drop a bomb now? like this literally mm-hmm. so I'm I'm very interested to see what happens next, but yeah, I, that definitely does feel like it was tacked on, and that's when it because when I left the theater, I was like, I looked at Shane, I'm like, dude, like that was three hours. It didn't really feel like three hours that much. I could have sat down a little longer to cap watching what the hell's going on here. I wouldn't have mind one bit, but yeah, that part, yeah, I do agree. Definitely dragged. <laughs> I, said, like, I laughed my ass off a little bit when the mayor got <laughs> shot, the new mayor, because you dumbass. The Gordon's Yo, literally Jim warning Gordon's you. Like, she's
1: like don't go out there. And she's like, fuck that, and immediately just <laughs> gets fucking
0: <laughs> no scoped. Yeah, literally. I'm like, God dang. Uh, but,
1: but yeah, that I feel like just thinking of negatives, that was just a little bit that kind of a little drag. And also I mentioned it to you before, and this would also be, I think, a negative in my brother's eyes. I saw uh when bruce is talking uh talks to Falcone at first about who killed his parents and then oh, fit, yeah, and then falconi's like i think it was Maroney, and the world's greatest detective's like no fucking way and then goes to alfred and alfred's like no 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 it wasn't moroni it was Falcone," and he goes no fucking way I'm like you're the world's greatest detective my guy and you can figure out that maybe your parents didn't weren't just randomly killed that he wasn't involved in some shady shit maybe a little bit uh that that was that was just a little and like my bro i saw my brother laughing at that i was like yeah that was kind of a little funny that he's just like there's no fucking way he killed my parents oh there's he killed my parents no way he killed my parents yeah. no way. <laughs> and dude, i'm yeah. also wondering if we are gonna maybe get Maroni in some way maybe he's in arkham asylum because i know he's locked up because of the whole like biggest drug bust in gcd history
0: yeah
1: because that, that'd be interesting just to have another maybe he gets out and then he fuses with, with the penguin that could be a thing because he was
0: how 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 random was it that the drug of choice was eye drops that was I, w-
1: <laughs> I actually I gotta tip my cap because like you would just think you know it's the usual heroin or something like that but like eye drops as a drug that's pretty and I, I like the name drop like drop head like that's just
0: like hey. it sounds like a
1: like something like from the eighties of like it's like, oh you're just a drop head or something like that. Yeah. And it's like
0: yeah. the dude, the first one of the first little shitty little crime fi- uh, not crime fighters, but like crime assholes dudes like uh in the beginning of the movie was wearing a fucking drop yeah. mask. I was like, What the hell is this bullshit? I was very confused on why that guy was wearing a mask. I'm like, Does this tie into anything? No, okay. it's just he's fucking the mascot wearing a mascot helmet, basically. Mm-hmm
1: and that that was right. also just a, a sick shot of the spotlight on him and then it go the helicopter goes away and it's the fucking bat symbol and that's I also really thought it was cool that like the bat symbol isn't on like I don't think it's really near GCPD or anything no it's just like no. in a random place that Gordon put so that him and uh, uh Batman could just talk by themselves like I, I thought that was and it pretty makes smart sense yeah because gcpd
0: he's a d- don't fuck with batman mm-hmm. and he's the only one that does so they ain't, yeah. they're not gonna want that shit up there so that it makes make sense he needs like a safe space for them so mm-hmm.
1: pretty fucking I- dope and then one thing that like uh i don't know if i necessarily put this on the movie it's more of just the studio i'm actually gonna agree with tom here which is you know surprising but the trailers they gave a little bit too much away like especially the se- i think it was the second one that started off with the Riddler getting caught by GCPD like that was very late in the movie and very crucial like to yeah, yeah. give him like probably shouldn't have shown that and like i get you got to get the like you got to get people excited you got to people hype got to show like the best shots especially like the shot of you mentioned the bat the Batmobile going through the fire and then wrecking penguin and then him stepping out and the penguin seeing him. Like that was a sick shot. I get it was like perfect for the trailer, but did it, it was still cool, but I wish we didn't see that.
0: It's it like, takes away some of the feeling, you know, like mm. I, I never understand, especially in that, that was a moment where I thought to myself and there's been more moments. Especially like in the Spider-Man movie and shit like that, where people literally saw this happen in the trailer, and everyone's going, "Yeah, woo, yeah!" yeah. Like, come on, you knew this was happening, didn't is you? A, Unless you're is. literally only Tom that never watches any trailer of any movie that he <laughs> watches and no has no clue what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's gonna get so mad when he eventually hears this. Yeah, <laughs> well, fuck you, Tom. <laughs> Love you, buddy. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah. I do agree on that, yeah. That, that does take away some of the good shit, because, like, I don't need to know, like, he's going to get kidnapped. I know. I mean, I cannot get taken into custody. I know it's going to happen, because no way Batman is going to technically lose this, but technically mm-hmm. Batman does lose, in a way, because yeah. he didn't see the biggest fucking point that was also happening, that the Riddler was going to sink this whole fucking city. Yeah. So, in a way, this also is a movie where, did the Batman win? Kind of, but not really.
1: <laughs> yeah, like he he ended up saving the day, but he almost he almost lost big time, pretty much.
0: Yeah, yeah the, was, Riddler really, the Riddler really. But I think really overall, did so much damage the, the Riddler
1: like, but that's a, like overall the Riddler won. Like, yeah, even though well, he got I caught mean, and everything, he he, he killed did, everyone he, killed, he wanted, yeah, besides, besides, Bruce, besides Bruce, and he pretty much accomplished everything. He showed Batman did all that the Riddler wanted him to do pretty much. That's what, and that was his plan. And then his ultimate plan of, cause Batman did take down those, a lot of those guys, but you know, there's more of like Riddler disciples that could, you know, possibly eventually come out in, you know, when Riddler escapes, he then might have a whole new army with him. And then that could also possibly tie into the joker because they might be they seem to be friends now so that's Funny gonna buddies. be a thing that'd be that's a sick tag team gotta say the riddler yeah. and the joker insane <laughs> tag team but pretty cool bunch of diddlers <laughs> yes extreme
0: diddlers yeah very interesting i mean just a i mean obviously good movie i think if i rate it out of 10 like a solid nine maybe a little more nine point something I- I mean, if, I, 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 I think it's, like it's so good,
1: man. <laughs> in my head, I, I think selling like a 9.5 or something like that. I feel like just those little things of like it was the n- little negatives I mentioned before just make it not perfect, but still like this. In Like my eyes, this goes toe to toe with almost possibly all of the MCU, I feel. Like oh, I definitely, yeah, I definitely need to watch it again. But like, it was and listen, you I, I think I loved it more than so many people. But this is just such a better movie than uh, No Way Home, which was oh, great. Yeah. Like, I, this I, was I put because it was, was start in to fi- is start to finish. It was just. Oof.
0: No Way Home is a great fucking movie. Probably one of the best Marvel movies ever. But there are some bumps in there that, Mm -hmm. you know, I could go without. And in terms of literally what is a better movie, it's definitely Batman. Mm -hmm. It's definitely the Batman. And if I had to put this in a category, you know, against any Batman movie, the only one that could really rival this one is The Dark Knight. That's about it. And who knows? No. Maybe if I watch it again and I rewatch the Dark Knight, maybe feelings change. Maybe they top and they maybe one goes. Batman is the better one. Who knows? But for right now, this movie movie of the year. <laughs> right now, yeah, we can't find find uh, me a better fucking know. movie. I dare you, uh, Jackass,
1: Jackass for oh, me. Okay, uh, that is true. Yeah, that is right true. Up. Jackass forever. Jackass forever might have been that's peak cinema.
0: Yeah, that, found, that was really peak cinema right there. <laughs> there we go. I forgot I had the sandboard this entire time, so I had to press something.
1: Uh, that that would have been, we didn't get it, but that was definitely everyone's heads thinking about uh, Selena Kyle. Bonk. Oh, yeah. I, especially I, all over Twitter right now. So many bonks. Dude, listen, I get Twitter. it. I get it, but she was generational, as the kids say, but. Bonk, (laughs) nonetheless.
0: So, I think that's a that that should that completes our review. I don't know what else to say. I see that there, I saw there was something that maybe I'll see if I read it or listen to it, or at least maybe look at Spark Notes version of it. Apparently, there's a before the Batman novel that came out, Mm -hmm. which a lot of times they do drop novels that do tie into the movie. Some either loosely tie in or fully tie in. I think this might fully tie in. And this is before, obviously, the Batman movie. So I'm interested yeah. to see if there's any new things that came out of that. I don't know if people have been talking about it or not, but I saw it's a thing. So interested mm-hmm. to see what happens there. I just there's the, like
1: light. I got like the little bullet points of like what happened. Like apparently, how Bruce Bruce Wayne. Like one thing that I saw, he started building the Batmobile when he was like 16. He was, apparently, he was apparently doing, like, drag races back then and stuff stuff like that. That's why Makes he's sense, such a good driver. That, that
0: motherfucker was great yeah. driver <laughs> for an emo kid that's just hanging out in the fucking yeah. train station, the yeah. old train station. This kid could fucking drive. <laughs>
1: that's one thing. Back, I feel like you really can't fuck up cave. Batcave. Batcave was really sick, especially how he gets into it, the whole subway system and everything. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: Especially for but, a year two Batman. Like, this is Batman on his second year of the job. You know what? Was it the most elaborate shit we've ever seen? No, but no, it looked pretty not, good. He doesn't have, good he doesn't have Lucius
1: Fox yet. He doesn't have Morgan Freeman. No,
0: no he doesn't. So, so I mean, this, yeah. is what, this is what we got. And it kind of reminded me of, like, the little, not a little cave, but remember in The Amazing Spider-Man, was it two when he finds the little subway cart? Yeah, that, uh, that is, like. <laughs> has his little lab for his dad. Mm-hmm. Yep interesting so that is uh the podcast uh thanks again for listening for mm-hmm. people that have been listening we are uh we've been going up recently uh, so we're on the up again uh check us out on twitter instagram at project underscore Kayfabe. you can check me there joe bro 316 you can check cool. finn at brian finn 1015 hell yeah and then uh catch us also on check YouTube. check
1: check the twitch prior, uh Joe's Project Twitch, that, la- yeah. that, la- that last night was great watching Joe figuring out 2K, WWE 2K22. It was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I mean, fuck. I mean, I lost a couple times, but hey, yeah. I, I'm having fun with the I'm having fun with the game. This is definitely better at 2K20. So yeah, twitch.tv slash JoeBro underscore three sixteen. I want it to be just Joe Bro 316, but some fucker has the name JoeBro316. And I oh. messaged Twitch and I'm like this guy doesn't look like he's ever used his account once give me the account they're like we can't do that i'm like you're a piece of shit (laughs) so that's uh that's what it is and yeah content coming on the youtube page and i do it for project k technically through my own twitch so yeah that is what it is and that is the podcast so uh thanks again people